Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Pleased to be with you. And uh, it is, uh, it's a beautiful afternoon. We're going to have a great weekend. So much excitement in the air. And uh, we will gather <clears throat> this afternoon around uh, six, a little after 6 o'clock and get another batch of Sweet 16 basketball. Last night, lots of fun, lots of great back and forth. Texas Tech could not get it done. They had Duke seemingly on the ropes. I think it ended up hurting Tech that they didn't have that true great ball handler down the stretch, I thought Bryson Williams played tremendously. Adonis Arms did some good things. Uh, it's uh, You have to hand it to Duke, though, for going up against one of the better defenses in the country and slicing and dicing them in the second half. That's unlike Tech, to give up that many points. And with um, Coach K's legacy hanging in the balance, could have been his final game. I mean, those were very evenly matched teams. I thought Tech might have been a little bit better. And I thought that was interesting that last night the, uh, the, uh, the Coach K admitted that his guys came out nervous. We just don't think of Duke in that program as being capable of feeling nervous. It doesn't seem like who they are. And yet they came out and... Uh, just didn't it look tight, and Texas Tech races out to a 10-2 lead, and then in time, Duke was able to settle down and fight their way back. In the in the earlier game, uh, or about the same time, we were watching, uh, uh, you know, Gonzaga, and um, I'm sure Curtis Quillen, Aaron, will bring this up with me. I just felt like. Gonzaga was going to find a way, and uh, it, even in that game, I know you and I had talked about maybe that they weren't, uh, they don't play anybody in that conference, they're not always fully prepared, but I thought that they would be prepared enough to to get that win, and 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 they simply weren't, and Arkansas is. Man, I it's been a long, long time. The last time Arkansas was this good uh, in back-to-back seasons was when I was in college. I was at Baylor, and we were watching Arkansas play for Nolan Richardson. It was about 94 and 95, and in fact, they played Duke in one of those national title games, and they had Todd Day and Lee Mayberry and a lot of those guys, the big O, I'm trying to think when Corliss was with him. At some point, Corliss Williamson was, of course, with them. But that goes all the way back. Maybe the Big O and Corliss and those guys were like 1990. And then they had another good uh, good round of t- uh, players 
in that 94. In fact, that might have been Mayberry and Todd Day earlier in the 90s. But uh, Arkansas is back. And, Aaron, that may be the cockiest coach in the country. (laughs) Uh, Musselman, Eric Musselman, loves to take his shirt off. But you got to hand it to him. The, The Hogs got it done, and they got it done against a great team. Were there some Bush League calls in that game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the uh, Arkansas stepped like five feet out of bounds, and they didn't call it. There were some weird calls in that game. But Arkansas just plays tremendous defense, and they they really have some talented offensive players. I I kind of felt bad, Aaron. I did not feel bad for Mark Few when the Baylor Bears, you know, won their national title against them. But um, I, 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 I kind of felt bad for Mark Few because he's had a rough offseason, got hit with a DUI after driving around, after driving around, all popped up on some, uh, had a few drinks, and then Mark got behind the wheel, and he got popped for it. And, uh, and I just thought, man, this guy's had such a great career. He's such a good person. Uh, you know, I just hate it when those things happen, really to anybody, but – to somebody that's had such a great career and made such an incredible impact on the players to to do something like that, it was just a bad scene. And they got beat. And Aaron, I'm afraid our old buddy Chet Holmgren, who's seven feet, weighs about 100 pounds, dripping wet. I mean, I, I of course, I'm being facetious, but he is a skinny, skinny man. There was some... He, now, he took over at one point. I thought, um, I thought our man, Drew Timmy, from Richardson Pierce, uh, actually played well and tried to lead his team, but they just could not get enough help. And at times, the skinny man from Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren, looked overmatched, overpowered. And Aaron, every once in a while, and again, I don't know if this guy has a uh, – the guy that he was playing against, I don't know if the guy has an NBA future or not. His name is Jalen. Who was that? What was that guy's name? Jalen was his first name. And he just bodied him and he took charges. Now, some of those were complete Bush League type calls that went against Chet Holmgren. He should not have fouled out of that game, but, the, they, but they were called and, uh, and then, you know, it all happened. Now, Michigan goes down in that other game to Villanova. Aaron, it makes me mad when I see it's like I, I it, part of me wants teams that, you know, played against Baylor to do well, but it, it it drives me nuts. A team Baylor dominated, and of course that was with EJ and Cryer in the lineup, but a team that, and again, Sohan and Kendall weren't what they ended up being at that time. Baylor, I think you were at that game, Aaron, as I recall, just absolutely shut Villanova down. They scored like 34, 36 points. And if Jay Wright and Villanova aren't going to the Elite Eight, Aaron, that just, that annoys me. Yeah, no, I get it. And and after seeing both of those teams, yeah, I was at that game. I know it's early in the season, but they just dominated them so badly. As you said, they that was the, the fewest amount of points they had scored since he had been head coach. And, uh, there a few other records, and they're still playing, though. I mean, that's, it's about being hot at the right time. 
And they definitely are. They got better as the season has kind of went has went along, and uh, now they're in the Elite Eight. Yep, yep. It's uh, Elite Eight. And then also, Aaron, for a team near and dear to your heart, you've got a family member on the coaching staff, Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars. I guess we I guess we got to just admit that Kelvin Sampson might be the best coach in the country. I, I of course I lean towards Scott because what he's accomplished at Baylor and he's a, he's a friend. So uh, I but to take what he has year after year and again these I'm not saying they aren't talented players. Shed's a good player. I like Cheney off the bench, the big man. I mean they they've got some nice players. But this year, it, it, they lost play. We've made such a big deal out of Baylor's injuries, and I think it was an important story. Houston lost <clears throat> major players earlier in the season. They had to go a different route. They had to kind of go down a different path, and they're just they're so good. They they get to the they 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 penetrate well. They'll hit the three on you. And they just outplay you. They outwork you. And Aaron, I I don't really think Arizona was ever in that game. I mean, I like some of those players from Arizona. They've had an outstanding season. But isn't that funny, Aaron, when you see a number one, it tells you sometimes how little the seeding matters. Obviously, Baylor got beat by, a, what was North Carolina, eight or nine seed. And, um, but... There's Houston, and in your mind, you're saying, well, they're having to play a one seed. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I was kind of watching the score of that game because I was so into the other game, and it never really got under 10. They finally hit a three with about five, six minutes left that got that game to maybe seven or eight. And then Houston just – and then they would put that graphic up. Aaron, Houston hasn't scored a field goal in three and a half minutes only – three points in five minutes. It didn't matter. It does not matter if you're in a drought, if the other team can't get a shot off. You know, and and uh, I, I just, you know, good for Kelvin because there's a guy that's had an up-and-down career. He's gotten in trouble uh, for some stuff. But Mac Rhodes, Baylor's at, director of athletics, hired him at Houston. He had Jeremiah Dickey. Golly. I miss Jeremiah. What a great guy he was. We talk we talk uh, constantly. He's up there at Boise State now, Aaron. And uh, so uh, it was just uh, – it was really fun to see. And uh, University of Houston finds a way to get it done. And, Aaron, at this point, why in the world would anybody doubt Kelvin Sampson? Like, I'm not even – I don't even have it in front of me, like – They'll play the winner of whatever. I mean, I'm sure you have. You may know this. And I, I don't even care who it is. Um, I don't care if it's Kansas. I mean, it, it, they're, they've got a great shot at getting to the Final Four. Yeah, you they, know who they play the winner of? Villanova. They play Villanova in the – Oh, they already played yeah. played one team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Villanova's obviously already took care of business Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nova versus I mean I'm so I I don't know what Vegas will do because I think Vegas sometimes overrates people that have like huge uh national titles. Nova Jay Wright has at least two in the last what five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. a couple of national titles. 
So Nova maybe has more pedigree and has more history that, well, at least recently. That's not fair to say that overall because Houston going back to Guy V. Lewis. Houston is Aaron, a two-point favorite, oh, which wow. surprises me too. I thought that Villanova would be a slight favorite just because of the things that you talked about, you know, two-time national champion and, and always making deep run. But I guess they remembered Houston's run from last year and – Saw what they did to Arizona last night. And so they are a two-point favorite going into that Elite Eight matchup. You think uh, Kelvin would let your brother-in-law come on with us, Aaron, after all is said and done? You think you could make it happen? Oh, afterwards, sure. I, I, all right. Maybe before. I'm going to work on that. Especially if they make the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. They will have, we'll have a whole week to kind of – Get ready for things. So, you know, because it'll be a Sunday, Saturday, Monday type combo. I'd love to have him on. Uh, but uh, Aaron's sister is married to a uh, to Kellen Sampson's son. I, I believe we've covered that before uh, on our show. And so it's kind of exciting. And Aaron has an affinity for those Houston Cougars. I, You know, if I'm a tech fan, we got a lot of tech fans out there in our listening audience. I, I think you got to be really proud of your coach, the way your team played, how hard it plays. I think if you're going to be upset or surprised about something, it's just the fact that Duke had as much success on offense as they did. I would say early in that game, Aaron, with some of those errant threes, there were a couple of periods of that game where Duke did some, like, tremendous things. One was that guard, Roach, who got benched earlier in the season, and then in re- and for the tournament, got put back in the uh, in the starting lineup. Roach hit a, a two or three really big buckets that kind of put them back in charge a little bit. And then Paolo Bancaro, who has been mentioned as a top five NBA draft pick, you got to hand it to him, Aaron. I, I I when I watch his game and I watch his his um, the way he carries himself. I don't always – it doesn't scream like great NBA player to me. But I I got to tell you, he's he's good. And then the other unsung guy for, for Duke, a guy that probably only had, I don't know, four or six points or something, didn't have a huge game scoring, is their big man. A couple of times the uh, Red Raiders got inside and, and he just wiped everything out. I mean, he just – you know, huge blocks. And – I, I just, I, I would say also Texas Tech regrets. And by the way, if you're a Red Raider and you want to sound off today, 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. O'Banner has a lot of, he, ha, he already has some history in this tournament. He was great last year for Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts made it all the way to the, I think, Elite Eight. And... <clears throat> with Paul Mills, former Baylor coach. I would have gotten him more shots. He he He's obviously not – he doesn't get scared in a big moment, and he hit some really deep threes. And I looked, Aaron, and, and while he had 10 points or whatever, he really, he only shot like – he only had four or five shots. I, I just think Tex, Texas Tech is a team, they want to get Bryson Williams shots, and I think that's appropriate. They they sometimes try too hard to get Terrence Shannon shots, 
and I don't think that's always helpful. I, I think he's a tremendous athlete, great player. And I did have to laugh, Aaron, because who was coming up huge for the Cougars last night but a guy who played three years for Texas Tech, and that was Kyler Edwards. And he hit four big threes in the second half uh, for the Cougars, and he's added a great element to that team. A, a knockdown three-point shooter. When they played against Baylor in the Final Four last year, they just didn't have enough shooting. And Baylor ran them off the floor, defended them well, and Houston was not in that ball game. They are a different team with Kyler Edwards on the court, and of course Shed is a very nice player as well. But I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll give, uh, I'll give Kelvin Sampson just about anybody, and he's going to find a way to get deep into the tournament. This guy can flat out coach, and it's, uh, it's been fun to watch. Uh, congratulations yesterday to Mark in Waco. He got our, uh, despite. <laughs> my issues with the end of the uh, the question he did get our schmaltz's trivia question correct and again that is mark in waco we had uh we had uh, a guy named sean out there in el mott and he was very quick too but he was edged out by a matter of of just milliseconds if that's the is that the thing by mark in waco all right next it is time for our weekly Chillin' with Quillen segment. What does Curtis Quillen have on his mind? That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Lots of heat coming your way, especially over the weekend. We're looking at summer-like temperatures. Tonight, though, not looking bad. Clear skies, lows dropping to 44 degrees. Mostly sunny, hot conditions tomorrow as well as Sunday with highs 89 degrees tomorrow and also 89 on Sunday. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. 
The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. It's time to save on the powerfully versatile Kubota M7 tractor with up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, and operator-friendly controls and comfort. The hard-working M7. Built right, built ready. Now get the Kubota M7 tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 60 months, plus $8,000 loyalty cash reward. Now through March 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinsch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Two more number ones exit the NCAA tournament. Arkansas knocks out Gonzaga 74-68 and Houston beat Arizona 72-60. Duke also advances beating Texas Tech 78-73 and Villanova beat Michigan last night. Week 16 continues tonight. St. Peter's versus Purdue. Providence versus Kansas. North Carolina and UCLA and ending tonight with Iowa State versus Miami. Baylor softball opens Big 12 play this weekend with number one Oklahoma tonight at 6.30 on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball also in action in Oklahoma, facing the Sooners in a three-game series. First pitch tonight at 6.30, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is a Friday afternoon. It's a pretty one. It's a pretty one. I hope uh, 
I hope Curtis Quill and our next guest can find somebody to work this weekend. Curtis will probably have some honeydew type things going on. Uh, and uh, especially since he's been staying up late at the at the at the uh, station watching these games, not coming home uh, in a timely manner. <laughs> but uh, I, Curtis, I noticed that Nikki uh, uh, Natarulo, the uh, the award winning uh, reporter there at KCEN Channel Six, was commenting on the gorgeous weather uh, and you know how unbelievable this is. I I do not know. If you're going to get much out of Nikki this weekend, the weather is too pretty, and and I, I again I don't pretend to know what Nikki does on the weekend, but it just seems like like reporting is the last thing on her mind right now, based on her tweets. I'm not going to lie; it's kind of the last thing on my mind. I want to be outside in this weather <laughs> right now, but uh, you know I'm kind of in that college basketball mode still, so. I'm hesitant to go shoot a high school baseball game tonight, but I also know this is beautiful weather, and if I can find an excuse to get to get outside in it, uh, yeah. then I just might have to find my way down to a, to a high school baseball field tonight. But, no, it's gorgeous. I love this time of year because the weather's always kind of uh, – it, uh, it always starts getting like this this time of year, and it's just so much fun to be outside during it. Now, I think you, with some help from Jack Allen – Local rabble rouser, uh, TV aficionado, were, were getting on to me a little bit last night via Twitter. I try not to predict things that often, but for some reason I had the strong feeling that Gonzaga would find a way and that Arkansas uh, would not prevail. And, and I think at the time I threw that out there, it was, about a, it was like 59, 56, or maybe 49, 46. It was... It was within reason what what I was feeling, but man, y'all gave me uh, the blues for that, and I hope you I hope you uh, appreciate the fact I. It occurred to me that the way that thing was going, especially when that kid hit the three, that put him up by like eight or nine. I think it was forty nine forty, to maybe sneak back in there and delete that tweet, but that seemed very cowardly, so I left it up and took my medicine. So I hope you can appreciate that even while you were making fun of me. I, I do. And honestly, I, I think your take was entirely reasonable. I wasn't the one who had the, uh, the issue with your first take. I kind of thought the same thing. I thought Gonzaga would find its way back in as well. Uh, but apparently it handled Arkansas punching it in the mouth, uh, proverb, uh, proverbially speaking, of course. Um, the same way it handled Baylor doing it last year in the national championship game. And, the, and that is uh, not well because it just could not, you know, it would, it would do something good. And then two other things that would go Arkansas's way. And so it was just not Gonzaga's night. And, you know, there's people saying that, oh, well, Gonzaga's fraudulent. I don't think that if you make a sweet 16 and you're the top overall seed, and it's part of a seven-year stretch where you've been a one seed three or four times and made two national championship games, uh, I don't think at that point you're fraudulent. I think you just got a, a matchup that you didn't do what you should have done with it. I think you just got beat. You know, yeah. Baylor had the same thing happen. Baylor was a one seed and is not playing this weekend, and so you just got beat. That doesn't make Baylor fraudulent. Uh, and so – I think it was a really good performance from Arkansas, but I don't think you were alone in that first one specifically because I know I thought the same thing, like, yeah, Gonzaga's going to creep back in. 
you know, win this thing on the back end and then lose to Duke on Saturday. That was my original thought. Uh, that was what I had on my bracket since Selection Sunday was Gonzaga getting to the Elite Eight, losing to Duke. Chilling with Quillen, Curtis Quillen, Channel 6 Sports Director, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, I, I, it's, it's bittersweet to see Scott Drew on that TBS uh, desk because it's fun to see him on there. Scott's doing a fine job. But, man, one of my most enduring or, ende- well, not certainly what endearing, enduring uh, joke series was making fun of Jay Wright, how, like, set by the second weekend, he was always in the studio. And, you know, he, he dressed in such a gorgeous way, had great uh, Italian suits. And, of course, then he messed it up by winning two national titles. So he just ruined. But for years on Dallas radio, I I always made fun of Jay Wright. And and um, I'm hoping Scott will not become a regular, although it's I think it's a, it's a reasonable decision to go do that. It's good for Baylor, all of that kind of stuff. Boy, did you see I mean, Scott's hair looks amazingly dark. Did you notice that? It may have just been my TV screen. I mean, that is some. I, that's a. That is pretty remarkable to be, you know, age fifty-two, and to have such incredibly dark hair. It's. Uh, it. I, I will say it looked the same to me, but maybe I didn't look that closely. Okay. Um, I All thought, right. I, I'll be honest. Also, I uh, while he was on TBS, like. You know, I'm working, but I've got both games on at my desk. We're for, uh, fortunate enough to have a couple of different televisions in, in the sports department here at Channel 6. And so had one on TBS, one on CBS, and had the uh, Villanova-Michigan game on uh, TBS early where I could hear it and was just watching, you know, keeping up with Gonzaga and Arkansas. But then as soon as it was over, I changed the audio over to the West Regional, which obviously was on CBS last night. And so I didn't hear much of Scott until after the Houston Arizona game was over, but I thought he was great on the air. Um, I'm impressed that he still, ha- he still owns a suit because I'm sure you noticed it this season, Mosley, that uh, he wore about 900 different quarter zips is what it felt like. And they were, um, they were awesome quarter zips to the point where I think I asked John Morris in Fort Worth if he could hook me up with one uh, because they, they were really, really nice Nike quarter zips and I would wear those too. Um, but you know, and you mentioned Jay Wright, one of the sharpest dress coaches in college basketball back when, uh, you know, college basketball coaches were donning the suit and yeah, man, his tailor is famous there in Philadelphia, uh, because yeah. of his suit, he dresses so well, like I could not pull off pinstripe suits or pinstripe suits the way that well, uh, Jay Wright does. Of course and you can. I, you're like, because you're shaped me. like me. You're shaped like me. There's certain suits we need to wear. Now, both of us have at some point in our life been semi-athletic. And so we, there's, I think there are certain suits we can do. But, yes, I don't think the, the, the pinstripes, if you're a bigger man like we are, pinstripes accentuates that. All right, and uh, exactly. Uh, but again, you're you're not you're you're kind of like half the man you used to be, and I mean that in a very positive, in a very positive fashion. <laughs> Talking to uh, Curtis Quillen, you can't wear Baylor stuff, by the way. Even I, can, I mean, I'm a fourth generation Baylor guy, but I don't show up at Baylor events, of course, in my my Baylor gear. Uh, uh, Curtis, you cannot be seen around town in a Baylor quarter zip. People would be like. Oh, my gosh, look, he's showing favoritism. You have to remain impartial as sports director at Channel 6. 
But that speaks to how nice that quarter zip was because I know that. I agree with you. But it was nice. That one that he was wearing, uh, I want to say it was for the second round game against North Carolina. That was a really nice quarter zip, man. Golly. I tell you. Um, i got 21 now, of them, 22 of them at home. I feel like I'm kind of an expert in this field. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the um, – I like the uh, what, what's the kind? I, I got a lot a lot of shirts. Anyway, I'll think of it in a minute. There's there's a certain I, I like Travis Matthew, but there's another one that's really well known on the PGA Tour, and for some reason it's uh, I'm I'm going I'm drawing a blank on it. I'll think of it. I'll think of it as we move forward. Talking to Curtis Quillen, sports director at uh, Channel Six, big fan of the quarter zip, the pullover, and. Um, uh, we, we're talking, Curtis, it's going to be interesting this, you know, I love all the men's, uh, action Saturday. I'm going to stop down at about five 30 cause I want to see how the South Dakota, uh, coyotes, I want to see how they continue to do on their March because they knocked out the bears, knocked out our bears or my bears, mm-hmm. but that Don flew, uh, Pl- Plitzewski or Plitzu. Yeah. Don, she is. She can flat out coach. I'm very, very impressed with that team. Yeah. So that will be interesting. By the way, read the Waco Trib today. Uh, if you get a chance, Chad Conine, our good friend and beat writer, just had him on the other day. Chad covers the Baylor women, does a nice job. Took a little poke at Kim Mulkey's uh, what she was wearing the other night. It compared her to Stevie Nicks. Now, I, I would take that as a compliment. I would take Stevie Nicks. Now, that for people that are a little bit too young to remember, that's a member of Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks is now 73 years old. But uh, that I, I don't want to get too far into this right now. But, but Curtis, just if you haven't read that, take a little peek. I mean, there was the there okay. were some pokes being taken at our, our beloved Kim, uh, the, 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 the person who could end up being the Naismith Coach of the Year for what she did at LSU. So... I was um, I was surprised. I it was uh, it, what's interesting though. I'll say this about Chad Conine. Bryce ought to let him have columns because the man I've only known him to be like real straight arrow right down the middle kind of guy. He had some he had some strong opinions. So I would uh, I would consider giving him a column after uh, reading this. I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, and now Curtis. Uh, uh, as we uh, oh f- spring football, I got very excited. Now I know you've been having to anchor and you got to send your reporters out there to see all that. Uh, but it's fun, isn't it, to not only have football going on again, to get to talk to some of these assistant coaches, and then I would say, uh, Curtis, that this becomes one of the most intriguing, maybe the most intriguing. Now the the Quinn Ewers thing intrigues me, but but probably the most intriguing quarterback battle in the Big Twelve and one of the most in the country. Reading those comments from the quarterbacks and Sean Bell, did you, and, and I know you put some of that on your, uh, your, your broadcast last night. What were your biggest takeaways? Watching uh, Dave Aranda's press conference from Tuesday, because Nikki went to practice Tuesday, I went yesterday. Yeah. So watching Aranda's press conference on Tuesday, which I saw that you were there, and I'm, I, I'm sure you picked up on this as well, um, it kind of felt like Gary Bohannon is the clubhouse leader going into spring ball and at least in the locker room. And so, okay, the coaching staff thinks Bohannon's the favorite. And as long as he doesn't, it, it, as long as Shapin doesn't surpass him, then it'll be Gary Bohannon 
trotting out with the first team uh, when fall camp opens in August and likely on September 3rd when the Albany Great Danes come to Waco. Now, in watching practice yesterday and in filming practice yesterday, uh, I, I walked away pretty impressed with Blake Shapin. Um, and I'm not saying that as a knock on, on Bohannon. I'm just, you know, in the little bit that I got to watch of the quarterback, the little 15 minutes that they opened it up to the media, um, I walked away really impressed with, uh, with Blake Shapin, his, his uh, throwing velocity, his accuracy, his footwork, and his, uh, just basically his presence on the field listening to his cadence. It was up there with, with Bohannon. Um, and I know certainly you could have the discussion of which one was more comfortable yesterday. Um, but you know, yesterday's one day, one practice. And even then we were only there for 15 minutes of one, two hour practice. And so you have to take that with a grain of salt because we're also not in the weight room with them. We're not in the meeting room with them. Um, but I, I think it's an interesting quarterback battle and it, it definitely feels like talking to everybody that Bohan is the leader, but they definitely think there's a shot that Shapin could win the job. Um, and it, I'm really interested to see what winds up happening throughout the rest of camp. That's just where I'm at right now, but we're only two practices in Matt. And so there's a lot of football left to be played in the spring. And then there's a whole lot more to come uh, once late July gets around and they start opening up camp. I love it. I love it, Curtis. Anytime you start talking about which quarterback's cadence you like and, and the way he's barking out the signals and that kind of thing, that is the keen eye and keen ear that we've come to expect from Curtis Quillen. And, uh, and I, I, I do kind of like also, have you noticed on the Baylor social media, twi- uh, the, uh, the uh, Twitter, and then as well as maybe some Instagram, although I don't go on there, the, they, they make it a point to never show like more footage of one of the quarterbacks than the other. <laughs> it's like if you show <laughs> Shapin, you got to show some Gary. And so they're, uh, but uh, it's going to be fun. We've got Pro Day coming up, Baylor's Pro Day, and uh, Dennis Polian and that crew. I think Dennis uh, it has helped with his connections to the NFL. It's also helped that Matt Rule brought in, ex- you know, incredible athletes. And then, of course, uh, uh, Grimes and Sean and all the guys that have worked with them. But Baylor is getting more and more attention from NFL types. And somebody told me today, my man in the field, they let it be known to me, Curtis, that 53, right now there are 53 uh, in, members of the NFL, whether that be a scout or executive or whatever, that have uh, secured credentials for uh, Pro Day. Now, I, I'll follow up with uh, oh, wow. our man David Kay, because David's probably like, well, Mosley, where'd you get that? Um, and David may say, well, Mosley, that's not enough, or that's too much. I don't think he'll say too much. But... That's a pretty big number, 53, and I was at last year's Pro Day, and I would say there, you know, the, the handful of media outnumbered the NFL executives. So 53 is pretty dang impressive. And I'm also impressed that they're not starting it super early in the morning, which probably opens it up a little bit more for availability for more pro teams to come to Pro Day. Uh, we'll have it covered here. I know. I know. I'll mat- I imagine that I'll see you at Pro Day as well next week. Um, this will be a. It's really interesting because this is probably the best, pro- the best class that Baylor has had as far as NFL draft prospects 
um, going into an NFL draft since I've been working here at KCEN. I'm very interested to see where guys like Jalen Petrie and uh, and company go during uh, the draft process. Obviously, uh, was it Tyquan Thornton who just exploded during the 40 at the combine? And so this is this is to me the best, most promising NFL draft prospect class Baylor has had since I've been working here. So pro day, I think I'm not surprised. Uh, I won't be surprised if that number uh, is at least in the ballpark and likely will be true uh, next Wednesday morning. And then uh, we'll see what kind of times and numbers these guys pump out. And what are we a month from the draft, Mosley? So it's, it, we're 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 getting there. Getting closer uh, by the day. And uh, what time, by the way, does it start? You know, I haven't really uh, started doing all my planning. Do, do we know? Is it like, because uh, I, I, I do have a major conflict, sadly, in the morning. What What's the start time on Pro Day? Uh, I think it's just before lunch Wednesday. I'll uh, I'll double check the email okay. and I'll text it to you. But I mean, you got to be there by 830. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Uh, you know. Us, us media folk, we operate on the same jacked up schedules these uh, these sports these these scouts and these executives do, and yeah. so we're you know nine a.m. is early, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is that's uh, that's most people's like six a.m. is our nine a.m. Yep. So that's great, and that's great, and it looks like they're just kind of probably looking out for the media, uh, and uh, it'll be uh, that'll be a great scene out there, and I cannot wait to uh, to hear the stories. And, uh, and get the great reports from Baylor Pro Day. Curtis, always fun. Uh, enjoy your hoops tonight or covering some local baseball, whatever you choose to do. I appreciate it, Matt. Enjoy your weekend, my friend. All right, we'll do it. There he goes, Curtis Quillen. It is chilling with Quillen. Of course, uh, the Baylor, Baylor baseball uh, opens big series tonight in Norman uh, at 630, and you can hear that on uh, ESPN Central Texas uh, they have a, uh, a very important series. In fact, uh, they've changed up their rotation a little bit. In fact, their Saturday starter is no longer um, Jake Jackson. And I'll get you some of those details as the uh, as the day unfolds. But uh, some interesting stuff going on with Baylor baseball. Next, it is time for Campus Confidential. That's next. Baylor baseball headed to Norman for a three-game series with the Oklahoma Sooners this weekend. The Bears in Norman to take on OU for a three-game Big 12 series this weekend. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 2 for the Bears and the Sooners. Bears, Sooners, Big 12 baseball this weekend from Norman right here on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. 
Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Clayo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. Two more number ones exit the NCAA tournament. Arkansas knocks out Gonzaga 74-68, and Houston beat Arizona 72-60. Duke also advances, beating Texas Tech 78-73, and Villanova beat Michigan last night. Week 16 continues tonight, St. Peter's versus Purdue, Providence versus Kansas, North Carolina, and UCLA, and ending tonight with Iowa State versus Miami. Baylor softball opens Big 12 play this weekend with number one Oklahoma tonight at 6.30 on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball also in action in Oklahoma facing the Sooners in a three-game series. First pitch tonight at 6.30, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? And uh, it is uh, 
It is time to talk some Campus Confidential, lots of basketball going on, got some football floating around, and uh, this is when we like to turn it over to Aaron Sexton at the news desk. Aaron, what do you have for us today? Murray State is bringing back Steve Prohm after a uh, detour at Iowa State. He will be their basketball coach. They lost their basketball coach. Uh, They lost their coach, Matt McMahon, who succeeded him in 2015 to LSU earlier this week. So he will return where he went 104-29, winning two Ohio Valley regular season championships and losing just 10 conference games while he was there. He led them to the NCAA tournament in 2012 where they beat Colorado State in the first round, and he also guided Murray State to a perfect 16-0 Ohio Valley record in 2015 when he, he was hired at Iowa State. After that, and he led the Cyclones to NCAA tournament appearances in his first two seasons, including a Sweet 16, but struggled after that. He was 97-95 and overall with three NCAA tournament appearances at Iowa State. Yeah, interesting hire. Had a tremendous run, as you said. The winning percentage during that three or four-year span with Murray State, maybe a little bit longer than that, but it was, uh, you know, very impressive. But that is, that's funny, uh, Aaron, didn't it? Did you say it went back to, like, 2012 through 2015? I find it interesting that these schools sometimes, when they're kind of like, ah, who are we going to hire? They're like, well... Steve Prom was pretty good here, <laughs> you know, like seven, eight years ago. He's, he needs a job. <laughs> I mean, somebody just hired Frank Martin, or they were they were closing in. That may be your next story as I stomp all over it. But the old uh, you've been all over this South Carolina coach who used to be at K State, and um, I'm trying to think who was that? Who was that that decided they wanted they wanted. Um, Rhode Island was considering yeah. hiring, and they haven't I made. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think so too. It's not official yet, but they, that was uh, he was meeting with them today, I believe. Uh, Frank Martin, uh, ex South Carolina so, and Kansas State coach. You know, America's guest uh, Jeff Goodman had a story out there earlier, Aaron. You know, Jeff arrives in town and and just you know collects every free meal he can and and uh, and tries to uh, occupy the, all the best seats in the house. Always good to have Jeff uh, roll through town. Well, Jeff had reported that Grant McCaslin a few days ago, well, he'll be first on SMU's list. I mean, it was like the way it was reported was he's, you know, he's SMU. He's going to go to SMU. (laughs) And and, uh, or he didn't say that. He didn't go that far. That's unfair. He but he did say, you know, that's expected to happen sort of deal that Grant McCaslin, former Baylor coach, my former fraternity brother, uh, was uh, headed to SMU. And so today I found it a little bit humorous that Jeff said something to the the effect of, no shocker, no shock here, Grant McCaslin uh, deciding to stay at UNT. He did not. Not pursuing (laughs) the uh, SMU job. So it's like, how can you, like, five days ago say – well, he's the leader in the clubhouse, and then just come back and go. Well, no shocker at all. He's going to stay at. He's going to stay at North Texas. But uh, that's our man. Wow. That's our man. All right. I wish I could do one of those things, Aaron. Like you could do the picture, you know, right next to each other, mm-hmm. or I could like take one tweet. Now I can't. I'm not sophisticated enough, or uh, I don't have enough tech skills to to be able to pull that off. But I like to use the old. 
I have to. There's people in Baylor administration who have helped me with that in the past. Um, but uh, I, I'd like to do that. Take some old tweets and put it together. By the way, Aaron, um, I'm just going to bring this up. And uh, I thought, uh, and we may play this at some point. I forgot to tell you because I thought it, I thought it, it got a lot of play nationally. But Jerome Tang, his what he said about Scott Drew was really a touching moment. Uh, and and that, that he, he, he did this during his introductory speech with K-State. But it said a lot about Scott, and it said a lot about their friendship. And I, and I, loved, I loved how he t- – I mean, I, we've had Jerome on a million times, so we know what Jerome sounds like, and we know how gr- fun he is to have on. But, man, you know, it's, we're not used to seeing him up in front of, like, a um, – a, a bunch of fans and all that kind of stuff, and and in a, in a, he was good, like he. And I guess I shouldn't be surprised because he was a pastor. The guy was an ordained pastor uh, at, at one point. Even when he was coaching basketball, high school basketball, he was a youth pastor. So the man knows how to command an audience. But uh, uh, did you get to see that, Aaron? All it was all over Twitter yesterday or last night. Uh, what uh, what what Tang said about Scott Drew. I didn't get to hear the audio yet. Okay. All right. Well, we may play it at some point because it, uh, it was very touching, and I think it spoke to Scott's incredibly high regard for Jerome. And, um, by the way, Jerome, this did not shock me at all. Uh, he was playing the K-State fight song when the AD came to his house. Okay, Aaron, he was playing it. It sounded like the most Scott thing ever. Scott did something similar. At first time he ever met with Baylor, he decorated this room at the airport in all green and gold. Scott knows how to get it done. But I, I reached out um, to Scott saying, this is, sounds so much like you, and Scott indicated that it was, it was Jerome's idea completely. Okay, so it was not... It was not engineered nor recommended by Scott. But when I heard that story, I thought, goodness gracious, that sounds so much like Scott. And the truth is, they've really become the same brain in a lot of ways. Now, they're different people. They, they, you know, uh, Jerome likes to cook and Scott likes to fish. Um, you know, but, but they are so similar. And that's why it's going to be weird to see them play against each other or coach against each other twice a year. South Carolina's leading scorer has entered the NCAA transfer portal a day after the Gamecocks hired Lamont Paris. The former Chattanooga coach is their new men's basketball coach, Jermaine Huizenard, who averaged 12 points a game this year, is going to transfer away from South Carolina after the coach that recruited him, Frank Martin, formerly of South Carolina and K-State was fired and replaced by Lamont Paris from Chattanooga. So uh, players, in we went through the uh, football part of this, and now we will be going through the basketball part of this. And they're, uh, we're, we're kind of getting up close to the top of the hour, but there are a bunch on the women's side, including three off of uh, Kentucky's team that won the SEC championship won the tournament anyway uh they're losing their leading scorer and rebounder and uh they're leading a, a assist person and then uh, missouri 
women also have three players transferring. So the uh, transfer portal for basketball is heating up. Yeah, I hope they're all coming to Baylor. <laughs> I mean, the Baylor women were losing uh, Melissa and Queen. Caitlin's coming back. I guess Queen could still come back, but I would be shocked. I think Queen's ready to move on, try the WNBA. Aaron, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I know you're better at staying on schedule than I am, but I did one while we were talking basketball. This was something that was tweeted out from LJ Cryer, Baylor basketball, uh, a little while ago. He tweeted, this season was really difficult after getting off to a good start and then missing so many games while injured. I learned a lot watching my teammates and tried to support them in every way possible. The good news is I recently had surgery to repair stress fractures in both feet, and I expect to be back in plenty of time for next season. I'm looking forward to getting back on the court as soon as possible and appreciate everyone's support throughout this process. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I, I, I didn't love a couple of months ago or a month or so ago when, when it was said about him that it was a pain tolerance issue because when that is said about a player, it sort of puts it back on them like, well, I guess he can't play through it. And, and I think that's unfair, and I think LJ's a really, really tough guy. And, and so I don't think the person who said that meant anything by it. I think they were just trying to be truthful about the condition he had. And, of course, it's always a pain tolerance issue when it's not your pain, Aaron. You know what I mean? It's easy to say it's a pain tolerance when it's not your body. So And I, stress I, fractures yeah. in both feet. I mean, it's, I know, we're not talking about something minor. <laughs> Stress frack, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know even, I, I've had stress fractures, I, I feel like. Again, I'm not a high-level athlete like LJ, but I, I didn't even, I'd have to, we, have to, we may have to bring our, our resident surgeon in, our sports doctor, Dr. Lance Ellis, from Ascension Providence. You know, I don't think, uh. I don't think the yeah, I think that would be good and uh, and get his take on that. But anyway, that's what's going on with LJ Cryer. I think that's good news. Get this thing repaired and get LJ back on the court where he belongs because this thing uh, hovered over him and it, you know it, he had to hear the reporters constantly asking about it, everybody waiting on him, and it's just. It just had to be a lot, a, a pretty big burden to sit over there and want to be helping your team, and you couldn't do it. And uh, this guy is a tremendous shooter. In fact, L.J. Cryer will come into next season as perhaps, well, between he and Flagler, I mean, we're talking two of the greatest three-point shooters in the, uh, in the Big 12. All right, that is it for Campus Confidential, a – a Bafo edition. You like that, Aaron? I like that word, Bafo. <laughs> you know how to spell Bafo? B-O-F-F-O. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you that was something you ever you you'd you'd, you'd used in the past. Bafo episode of Campus Confidential featuring Aaron Sexton. All right, uh, it is time to hear. Well, let's talk quarterbacks from Baylor. We'll hear from the quarterbacks, and we'll hear some from the quarterbacks coach. 
It's all coming up next. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin avenue la fiesta restaurant and cantina where passion is our most important ingredient lafiesta.com exceptional experience extraordinary results that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at steckler wayne cherry and love law firm they are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and online at automaticchefcanteen.com. StarTex Propane has been servicing McLennan and surrounding counties since 1976. This local and family-owned business is happy to take care of all your commercial and residential propane needs, including tank service, refills, outdoor kitchens, grills, fireplace units, turkey fryers, and fish cookers. StarTex offers competitive pricing that will meet or beat their competitors. So head on over to their website, StarTexPropane.com, or stop by the Big Red Building on LaSalle Avenue and join the more than 14,000 customers in Central Texas that choose StarTex Propane for all their propane needs. ESPN lovers, upgrade your diamond stud earrings for only a penny more. Whatever the occasion you're waiting to upgrade, shop at DMRA Fine Jewelers and gain an all-access VIP pass to our lifetime diamond stud earring program. Spend $500 on a pair of earrings, spend a penny more and upgrade. When she says diamonds, pretty, pretty please, say yes, 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 with a penny on top. Shop DMRA Fine Jewelers today with interest-free financing, 4541 West Waco Drive. See store for details. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready. We are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. 
We're on it with Case Construction Equipment. Equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. We've got uh, coming up for you at about 5.20 uh, today. Demarcus Lawrence sounds off on the Cowboys offseason. Some of the players he's going to be playing uh, next to. And uh, had some, uh, well, dropped some foul language, which uh, Aaron had to kind of jump in there and and uh, bleep out and that kind of thing. Aaron, I wish you would use one of those, like, horns like the old days. Where when it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when... I would replace it's it like, with, with like one of the clown horns. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I've told you before. I, I used to, uh, for many years, we were on at ESPN Dallas, which is now a religious station. I did so well in Dallas. They, you know, they now run like old uh, <laughs> sermons on the station. But they, they, that was one of the producers would when I would, when I would drop a joke or something or a line that I, of course, thought was funny. He would play a clown horn. It would just always sound so funny because it was like one of those squeezing clown horn type deals. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. And it just, he would just play, he would just always be playing that horn. And then every once in a while, I wouldn't even be trying to be funny. And he'd play the horn. I'd be like, why are you playing the horn? That wasn't even a joke. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Hope everybody's out enjoying the weather. Curtis Quillen, uh, Jack Allen. Nikki Natarulu, Rulo, uh, Chris Williams, Matt Lively. I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. All our local TV people are out and about loving the weather. So they've all concocted plans to go out and watch Darby's out there, uh, Mandy, uh, the new guy, Eric, Eric Kelly. Boy, they gave him such a hard time, Aaron. You, have, have you noticed, if you misspeak, I, I usually address it off air, mm-hmm. and I don't. When I say I address it, I don't. It's not like I get mad at you. <laughs> I just kind of give you a hard time. Um, boy, they they w- poor Eric said something the other day. I'm not even going to say what it was, but he just used a word that wasn't the correct word. And I mean, after the interview wraps up, everybody just turned on him. I'm including the the Baylor SID. I mean, David K. The whole group. They just were like boom. I, I felt bad for. Uh, what, Aaron, is Eric Kelly, is that Channel 44? Is that our Fox affiliate? I mean, it's hard to keep up with everybody. Uh, that's, that's uh, yeah, 44, I think. But uh, Eric does a nice job, but uh, they were giving him a really hard time. Now, here's what I want to hear. We've got some quarterback talk to do. And, and also, by the way, at 520, I'll, we'll talk a little bit about this mess in Cleveland. Always weird to have a press conference for a guy who's been accused by 22 women of uh, – well, he's been cleared of, like, criminal complaints, but there'll be civil cases. 
I mean, at best, he seems to be quite the creep with all these, uh, you know, massage therapists. And Deshaun Watson, they get together today, and Sean, and Deshaun Watson's like, ah, I, I, don't ever, I, I don't think I did anything wrong. And like, okay, Deshaun, I think, I'm, I think maybe I'd cop to something. You know, I, I, I guess maybe 22 women all got together and, uh, and conspired to try to take down Deshaun Watson. Okay, I'm not buying that one. But we'll have a little bit more on that coming up at uh, 20 after. I want to hear a little bit of the Baylor quarterback situation. Okay, this is a great competition between Blake Shapin and Gary Bohannon. You cannot lose. You cannot lose, but somebody's going to have to lose. And as I asked Dave Aranda about it the other day, when do you want to have this decision made? What are the, what's the timetable? He said, ideally, by the end of the spring. Mm. So that's going to mean after the spring game, we're going to be asking questions, and we'll see if they've made a choice by then. Gary is the leader in the clubhouse. Shapin is a guy that's not going to go away quietly. Let's let's hear from uh, the Baylor quarterbacks coach, who used to be the O-line coach, Sean Bell. Sean, uh, is this a little different from last year? You've got some veterans, guys with some experience. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, this time last year, there was a lot of unknown. Who, you know, we got a lot of quarterbacks. Do we have any quarterbacks? What are they going to look like? And, you know, I think we're in a good position in, in my room, and, and it's a testament to those guys, their hard work, and uh, I feel like the depth in that room is something that we can keep winning football games and feel good about those guys, how hard they work, and who they are. What's it like having you know, your brother alongside you? That's got to be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's exciting for him, and I think it's really exciting for us. I know what he brings to the table as far as a, a person, as a coach, as far as, you know, um, helping us you know, uh, X and O wise, but also what he's going to bring to the table with the relationship with the players. And he's on the defensive side, so we don't really cross paths that much, but I'm, I'm excited for him, but really a great opportunity for us, and he's helping us get better. Sean, from where they came from, I mean, the way that those guys perform, I mean, how proud of them were you just in terms of what they were able to get done last year is pretty much unproven guys. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I was proud of, of the success that they had and the success that the team had. I was probably more, more proud of how they handled themselves, you know, to have uh, Blake sitting in the waist, you know, sitting with his waiting on his opportunity and being ready when his name was called. Uh, Gary, when he gets hurt and he's not, he's not sulking, he's supporting Blake. And it's probably one of the neatest things I've seen in my time of coaching of two guys that were selfless and gave everything to the team. And didn't matter who was back there under center, they were supporting each other and uh, really need to be a part of and definitely proud of their hard work and, and the success that they had. Do you feel like that's kind of spilled over to this spring? I know there's still kind of a competition there, but what does that kind of look like? This year. Yeah, I think, you know, I think we're competing everywhere. You know, that's the name of the game is every every position every year. We're going to put the best 11 on the field on offense and defense. And I think Gary understands that Blake understands that Kyron and CJ understand that. And so um, that's the nature of the beast is every football is about competing every single day. Those guys welcome that. They encourage that. And I think they, they want that. I don't think they want anything handed to them. They know that competition is going to breed, uh, you know, success and they're going to keep building from from that competition. Gary makes Blake better. Blake makes Gary better. Kyron makes all of them better. And so does CJ. Sean, is Blake, uh, is he all the way back from his shoulder injury? Is he looking good? Yeah, yeah. So Blake's 100% back. That's It was kind of a, you know, a quiet time knowing what happened in, in bowl season. But, yeah, he he's 100% back, was full full go in the offseason and um, no, no restrictions at all. 
What does Gary have to do? Coach talked about it the other day. He just needs to keep improving. Are there specific things he needs to do to get better? Yeah, I think I think that's what we talk about every single day is what we're trying to get better that day. And I think Gary's focus right now is be, probably being better, he'll tell you, progressionally. So what that means is, is being able to work through reads and being balanced in his lower half and being consistent when the first read's not there. So that's something we're working on. And, um, you know, I think that he's always continuing to be a better leader. And I think it's, 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 that's who Gary is. He wants to be better in all aspects. But that'd probably be the one thing that our focal point is this spring. And, um, you know, I think each one of them we talk about what they have to do to get better, and that, that's probably his biggest point of emphasis right now. What could Blake do to get better? I think Blake, you know, as far as a, a passer, has a lot of natural ability. I think he, he knows just as far as consistency. And one of the big things I think Blake's uh, improved on and worked on is his leadership. And he went through a, a eight-week leadership training with a lot of other guys, and I think he's learning and growing. And um, it's, it's hard being a young guy that's kind of thrust into that role. And uh, he's, he's really kind of focused on that. That's one of his goals is to continue to improve as a leader. And so it's not as much physical all the time, especially at the, qu- the quarterback position. It's just as much mental as anything else. And so I think leadership's probably his, his point of emphasis. And when I say, you know, even Gary and Blake, both of them, these are things that they say they need to work on, and I see the same thing. Besides leadership, are there some other intangibles uh, that you'd like to see from all of your quarterbacks in that quarterback room? Yeah, I think I think that as we take the next step as a football team, you know, there were times last year offense was may have, may have played better, and later in the year I felt like our defense was was you know really playing good football and carrying us. You look at the Sugar Bowl, I think we as an offense know that we've got to take that next step. We lost some guys on defense, um, and the quarterback room specifically. Our goal was to to be way more consistent, to be way more involved. You lose a couple playmakers, and so our game has to step up and so um, yeah we, we've got to we've got to be better in that room and we understand that and, and embrace that challenge how, how big is it to have all those old linemen back? and they hardly gave up a sack last year yeah I think that's huge you know for Connor Galvin and Khalil Keith and guys that have been here a long time and along with Jacob and Grant and some of the young guys there's a lot of talent in that room I think that you know coach Mateos and coach Grimes do a tremendous job developing those guys and to have all of them back and a chance to keep building it all starts there and you know you look at our offense and who we want to be and how we want to look uh, those guys give us that opportunity to be who we want to be I guess your guys in particular are excited about having all those back. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, they, they definitely see see the work. And I, and I, I think that's the benefit of a veteran O-line, right? It kind of takes time to develop that. But we've, to have to have veterans on the O-line, that's where you win football games. And I think just as much as, you know, what we have on the D-line, that's, that's what's exciting. The two lines should be one of the strengths of our football team. And uh, we're excited about that. Anything else? Thanks, Sean. All right, there he was. Sean Bell, and uh, talking about the two quarterbacks, it's going to be really interesting. We're going to read between every line. We're going to try to read the tea leaves. Right now, it seems that Gary Bohannon starts with a little bit, uh, a little bit of an advantage because of what he's accomplished in the past. And uh, and I think um, Sean Bell, who played at Baylor and uh, famously uh, coached in the area. His dad, his brother, uh, Brian Bell, just won a uh, state title for uh, China Spring. And it, it, it's, it's, and now he's with Baylor. Uh, he's on the Baylor staff. It, it, this, is a, this is a luxury to have someone like Sean, who Dave Aranda believes so much in, and then also to have somebody like Jeff Grimes, who I hope we get to hear from jeff soon jeff is uh what he brought in coach mateos uh is is remarkable and 
what Dave Aranda did is he quickly corrected course. And that was a mess the first season for a lot of reasons. We can blame someone on the pandemic, but he had the wrong and he had the wrong coaches in there and he knew it. And and he probably would have liked to have even cut it loose sooner. But he had to at least get through the season. But Larry Fedora, uh, you know, uh, George Munoz, good guys, have done good things at at different stops over the years, weren't the greatest fit. Sometimes we think – I was having a talk with a buddy about this the other day. Sometimes we think, like, it it was – it was part of me wanted to say – Jerome Tang could use a former head coach on his staff because he's never been a head coach. It might be good to have a former head coach. But then that's what we said about Aranda. And he had a former head coach, and it just didn't – the Fedora thing didn't work. Okay, it doesn't always work. It works a little bit better if it's somebody like Ron Roberts who's been around long enough, maybe isn't – desperately trying to become a head coach again he's been a head coach um aranda served under him but that's a unique relationship there's nobody fighting for supremacy there and so i think there's a lot to be discovered and studied in that area but but the the jeff grimes is a selfless guy but when he and mateos arrived they brought with them uh, they just calmed everything down, and they had a plan, and then suddenly you had this defensive guru who could focus on that side of the ball and then also oversee the offense, but but he, he had complete trust in Grimes. And so it's okay. I think it's a good lesson to realize, you know, it's okay to get things wrong. You just better correct them quickly. And they did, and now they are the reigning Big 12 champs. And uh, I don't think... Aranda's going to let them carry. He's, they're not going to carry themselves any differently because of that because Aranda's not going to let it happen. And Aranda is the last person to kind of change who he is. But uh, I, I think I did kind of like one thing he said the other day, Aaron. It was kind of like I'm going to let, um, you know, we, they had so much talk about, you know, the Baylor standard, having the standard where it was. And I think he thought maybe – he got into trying to have this sort of homogenized um, uh, everybody try to be the same or create. And, and one of the things he said the other day, and he was joking, but he was being halfway serious, he's like, how boring would it be if we had a bunch of Dave Arandas on this team? And, of course, he was just being funny. Dave's a funny guy. He just comes across as very monotone and doesn't smile a lot and all that kind of stuff. But his point was well taken, and I think um, – I think they're going to end up with uh, uh, this is going to be a, a really good approach because he knows what he wants, but he also is is more willing than ever to let people come at it from different personalities and different. You think Apuika is like Dave Aranda? I mean, Mark Milton, it just took one conversation with him the other day to realize that Mark Milton is a personable, funny, kind of off-the-wall dude. He's a great guy. Well, that's okay. It's a lot of different personalities, and I think early in Dave's time, he was kind of hoping everybody could sort of meet this one. Now, you could still meet a standard and have a lot of great different personalities. So lots of interesting stuff going on. Now, we'll get to Demarcus Lawrence as it unfolds. Right now, though, I want to continue this, and let's actually hear from 
the Baylor's two quarterbacks. Let's hear from Blake Shapin, and then let's hear from Gary Bohannon. That is next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody has to ever check a Baylor athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. It is a jam-packed weekend in Baylor athletics, including softball and baseball heading north of the Red River. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. May 25th through the 29th, the best teams go to bat on the biggest stage at the Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship. Join us at Globe Life Fields in Arlington, Texas, and experience college baseball in a climate-controlled environment in one of the major league's premier ballparks while enjoying the surrounding attractions. The Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship. Tickets on sale now at texasrangers.com slash big 12. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. A busy weekend in Baylor Athletics includes track and field running at the Clyde Littlefield Texas Relays. That continues through the weekend. Baylor Equestrian competes in the Big 12 Championships in Burleson beginning today. Women's tennis on the road at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State this weekend. Men's tennis at TCU on Friday. And acrobatics and tumbling heading down to Belton. They'll take on Mary Harden Baylor coming up this evening at 6. The weekend also includes Baylor baseball and softball taking on OU. Softball taking on the defending national champs and the number one team in the nation tonight at 6.30, tomorrow at 2, and Sunday at 1. While baseball takes on the Sooners beginning tonight at 6.30, here's baseball head coach Steve Rodriguez on the Bears gaining momentum heading into their second conference series. Well, I think you know, the biggest thing was Saturday. I thought our guys played really well. I mean, we, we, we hit the ball well. Um, you know, we just didn't end, obviously, the way we wanted it to. And to watch our guys come back on Sunday and from the first inning on continue to put uh, some offensive pressure um, on their defense and on their pitching staff and then allow our pitchers to kind of do what they did, that was a great sign. And knowing that, you know, you work really hard on Saturday and you don't come up with a win when you should have, and then all of a sudden you come back and you, you do it right again on Sunday, um, that, that's a great sign for us. And being able to take that momentum in along with a great win on Tuesday is a very a big bonus for us. 
Coach Ron and the Bears taking on the Oklahoma Sooners. Games tonight at 6.30, tomorrow at 2, and Sunday at 2. All three right here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Have a safe weekend. I'm John Morris. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Brothers Management is proud to serve the students of Baylor University. With apartments such as the Center, West Campus Lofts, Heritage Quarters, and the Arbors, you can guarantee that your college living experience will be comfortable and memorable. Brothers Management also offers the market's largest inventory of houses and duplexes. Brothers' unsurpassed attention to the individual is their hallmark. Stop by the Brothers Management leasing office at 400 LaSalle Avenue or go to brothersmanagement.com to check out your future home today. Leasing made easy. ESP. In Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Two more number ones exit the NCAA tournament. Arkansas knocks out Gonzaga 74-68 and Houston beat Arizona 72-60. Duke also advances beating Texas Tech 78-73 and Villanova beat Michigan last night. Week 16 continues tonight. St. Peter's versus Purdue. 
Providence versus Kansas, North Carolina and UCLA, and ending tonight with Iowa State versus Miami. Baylor softball opens Big 12 play this weekend with number one Oklahoma tonight at 6.30 on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball also in action in Oklahoma, facing the Sooners in a three-game series. First pitch tonight at 6.30, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. I think maybe uh, our, our last segment, see if you can find any Stevie Nicks. See if you can find some Fleetwood Mac. Uh, oh, man, the, we disappeared on us there. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> after, uh, boy, Chad Conine, Waco Trib, uh, with a uh, interesting analysis of Nikki Collin that included a couple of swipes at uh, Kim Mulkey. That it also involved comparing her outfit to something Stevie Nicks would wear. First of all, Chad Conine is about our age, Aaron. What does he know about Stevie Nicks? I mean, we're we're way too young to to be that familiar. Now we have heard Fleetwood Mac, but it's not like we grew up knowing that much about Stevie Nicks. It's interesting though. Steve Aaron, do you have any like when I say Stevie Nicks, who do you picture? Like, do you do you instantly know what Stevie looked like? Yeah. And can you picture what she wore? I, I can, but that's only because I spent five years working at a classic rock station before I got into sports radio. Now, does is that a is that a fair point that yeah, Chad no, made about about her looking dressing like Stevie Nicks in that outfit she had on the other? And why are we talking about Kim's outfits? I guess we always have. I guess we it used to come up and all that kind of thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I just cannot. It just it's the it's the gift that keeps on giving. But uh, Kim Mulkey, who's up for the Naismith Coach of the Year, National Coach of the Year, uh, for what she did at LSU. But uh, very very interesting. I'll say this, Chad Conine. Um, I I I have I'm usually I mean he. He put some opinion in there, and I like when Chad kind of gets rolling, and it'll, it'll be uh, it, it's just a very, very interesting take on things. And if you haven't read it, check out the Waco Trib. You can read it online, or they'll throw it still in your yard. And I've always loved the Waco Trib. Even when I was in college, Aaron, and I would be at the uh, at Camp Ozark as a counselor, my dad would mail me. Um, copies of the Waco trip and of course the morning news and whatever else the Kaufman Herald where I grew up so I was uh then I went on to become a newspaper writer I came by naturally because I that's what I grew up I grew up reading the morning news the Dallas Times Herald and of course when I went to Baylor I started reading the Waco trip more but uh, anyway love newspapers always always will and I hope they're around although some of them uh, have changed over the years. We'll just leave it at that. Let's listen to, though, uh, some of about these uh, Baylor quarterbacks, Blake Shapin and Gary Bohannon, in a battle for the starting job. Uh, I think they get along fine. I think it's going to be interesting. I think they're both a big-time competitive. I think Gary's probably viewed as more of a team leader just because he's been around longer. 
Shapen is no shrinking violet. You know, Aranda kind of joked about last year when they were getting on team buses that Shapen would go jump on the wrong team bus because he kind of in his mind was like, I should be the first first guy, you know, up there with, with whoever the starters are. And that's the way Shapen takes things on and interprets things. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. But let's hear from the, the, uh, the starter, the incumbent. This is almost like political candidates. First, let's hear from Gary Bohannon, last year's Baylor starting quarterback. Gary, uh, a little different coming into this spring than last year. You've got a lot of experience now. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'll say that's a big difference. Um, still a lot of things to work on. Still a lot of areas to improve on. But um, best thing about it, I did get some experience last year, so excited about that. Excited to get better and work with this new group of guys, um, some of the same guys, but it's all exciting. What kind of things are you working on? Um, for me, just progression reads. Um, my lower half, create consistent with my lower half, so I help with my accuracy and everything. And, um, Kind of um, working on my deep balls, working on my leadership, a, a lot of things right now. It's a lot to work on right now. Does the leadership part come natural to you, or is that something you really had to kind of force yourself to be? Honestly, I think it comes natural. Um, I just think it's a lot of areas I could grow in with, you know what I'm saying? Um, just getting to know everybody, spending time with everybody, learning the team, you know. Um, you know, sometimes you can kind of get close to the group of guys and just hang around those guys, but it's better to be close with everybody the way um, we can lead and be a good unit out there on the field together. Do you like having this kind of competition uh, with Blake and Chiron? Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it brings out the best of, out of all of us. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's all good just to compete. Um, it, all makes us well, it all makes us play better. We all um, enjoy it, honestly. I think we have fun with it and just because we all have the talent. So just going out there and battling it, I think it makes all this better. We all going to be better quarterbacks in the end of it. When you were, you know, when you were kind of first here, Matt Warwick's talked about you being one of the first guys here and obviously like being a younger guy. Is there some advice that you maybe give to him when you were, you know, his age about, you know, can we get up at the crack of dawn and, and you know, be the first one in here? Most definitely. I think the more time you spend in that fan room, the slower it becomes on the field. So just to, just to those younger guys, I would tell them, get up there and study football. I mean, these coaches have been coaching 10 plus years, 20 years, 30 years. They still in there grinding the same way, learning new things every time they watch film. So I feel the more you watch it, the more you'll learn and the better you'll be on the field. So I would say just watch and learn as much football as you can. How frustrating was that hamstring? You're, you're playing really well. You know, the team is doing well. And then all of a sudden that happened. I mean, it was frustrating. I'm going to say it was very frustrating um, just to have something like that happen at the time it did. But I think everything happened for a reason. So pretty sure there's a reason behind it. But um, it is what it is at this point. It's in the past. I can't do anything about it, but hey, did it happen. But we still won a championship. We still did finish great, so I can't complain. Is there a confidence level with you that maybe you didn't have going into last spring? Is there just a different level of confidence maybe? Honestly, no, sir. Um, I'm just, I think I'm a confident guy. I know I prepare well. I know I work hard. So, I mean, if you prepare, you should never lose confidence in yourself. You know what you do. You know the abilities you have. You know what God gave you um, the abilities to do. So, and just trust in God. He'll make it all happen for you. What would you say is the, the biggest takeaway you have from being a starter last season that maybe you didn't realize at this time last year? Um, it's a grind. 
I'm gonna say honestly, just going weekend daily, just weekend and week out, just grinding. I would say that's like the most thing. Then you know, playing, practicing all week, that just is, is a wear and tear on your body. So just taking care of your body and kind of keeping everybody up and preparing for every opponent. Like you can't look past any opponent because as you know, things can happen at any time and any game can go any way. So I would say just making sure taking it one day at a time and one game at a time. That's like the biggest thing for me. What did you learn about yourself through through last year and, and having to take the back seat with the injury and, and coming back? Um, so I learned a few things. I learned that with the person I am, um, like I talked about my leadership, I really didn't have to be out there to lead. Um, that was the number one thing I could lead in away from the sideline that still kept the energy, still gave the good vibes and energy to keep everybody up. Um, I felt I could do, um, I did that on the sideline. Um, it kind of, honestly, it was kind of weird. Just put me back in the perspective of when I wasn't playing. When I was backing up Charlie, just running and observing and helping as much as I can on the sideline. I mean, I felt like a coach on the sideline, honestly, just giving out all the knowledge that I'm seeing, everything that's happening in the game, all the different changes and different things going on with defense, just giving it to Blake and giving it to Kyron, make sure that they're prepared and everything. So I just, I, it was a lot. It was just a lot, honestly. But I, I learned a lot about myself. And, um... Yeah, I just learned a lot. I, just, I learned a lot about myself. Were you excited about, or how excited were you about all those offensive linemen coming back? Because there were like four or five of those guys that could have gone Yeah, I was very excited about that. Just to get another year with those guys in the system again. I mean, that's a big plus. That's as you, you can go to any team. Once you have a veteran O line, it's a big thing in the offense because that's where it starts. So that's what we need. And they came back. I'm, ex- I'm glad they came back, and I'm excited to work with them this year. In the NFL, with all like the kind of wild changes, quarterbacks going to different places, um, oh. you know, paying attention to it. And, I mean, what, what I guess are some of the takeaways that you have, you know, looking at maybe into your future or just any any kind of thing like that? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I I watch it. I see it. All of it happening. I really don't think about my future like that. I'm kind of the guy that's want to. I want to go day to day because I turn on the film. I see things that I could improve on, things I could have did better in this practice. So it's like. I can't think about something ahead. I need to think about what I can control from that I did yesterday and how can I improve the next day. So I'm kind of just a guy to live that way. I don't, I don't like to look ahead at all because you never good. You never know what can happen. You don't. So I try to just control what I control and be where my feet are, basically. Gary, is there, is there a different attitude in this camp at all compared to last year? I mean, you know, won the Big 12, won the mm. Sugar Bowl. Is anything different with you all? I would say the difference is that we know what that feels like. Mm. But honestly, that doesn't matter anymore. It's all in the past. I mean, new year, new team. I mean, so it's just we just got to keep grinding. I mean, we can't we can't think about that anymore. I mean, nobody's looking at that. I mean, it's on the indoor and everything like that. But other teams, I mean, we got a target on us now. So it's like ah, we playing Baylor. We got something to prove against Baylor. So we can't worry about that. We are going to focus on ourselves and try to get better. That way we can perform well. Great. Thank you, Gary. All right, there he is, Gary Bohannon. And uh, talking to the media there. Now, the you know, we can't, any of these social media, these tweets, you can't see one of the quarterbacks without the other. Blake Shapin has been out there delivering the ball. I think John brought up Kyron Drones. Now, I don't think, now Kyron, you know, hopefully will be the quarterback of the future at some point. But right now, it's between Shapin and Bohannon. I think everybody knows that. And uh, I would really like to hear uh, a little bit from Blake Shapin on this gorgeous Friday afternoon. 
Well, I guess first, uh, how, how are you physically? Are you all the way back from your shoulder injury? Yeah, I feel great. Um, I've been rehabbing it for the past three, four months, something mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, I've been I've been in the training room every single day. So I feel great. What was that like last year? You know started the Big 12 championship game, had some high-level experience. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, just being able to see, like, how much, like, hard work really, really shows on the field and all the stuff behind the scenes really shows into your play when uh, you're doing the right things behind the scenes. So it was fun to uh, reap the benefits of that, and so it was, it was a good time. How do you kind of reset after getting the chance to play in a Big 12 championship game and now you come back to spring practice and it's a quarterback competition again? How do you kind of reset in your mind from one to the other? Well, I mean, first you just, I got to know that all that stuff's in the past. You got to put it in the past. It's uh, it's all behind us. No, I mean, everyone's going to remember that we did win it, but at the end of the day, like, no one's thinking about that right now. So what I got to think about what's right in front of me, which is spring ball and competing and, and giving myself, my best self to the team every single day. What's that like between you guys at yeah, the competition for quarterback? Uh, just, just normal. I mean, it's just like a regular competition. We all have great relationships, so that's good. What have you learned from Gary? Uh, I've learned a lot. Gary's very smart mentally, and he's a great quarterback on the field. Um, me and him, we watched a lot of film last year, so um, spending a lot of time with him, we've became good friends even throughout this competition. So um, we support each other uh, no matter what happens, so uh, we're great friends. What kind of things are you working on as far as your game, your skill set? Uh, just keep working mentally. Uh, you never can learn too much mentally and uh, obviously throwing the football. Um, today probably wasn't the best day throwing the football down the field, so um, that's the next thing i got to go work on. He said your leadership as well. That's something Sean talked about. That's something you need. And I guess you went through a leadership uh, class yeah. or whatever in the fall. How much did that help, I guess? Uh, it helped a lot. We learned about uh, different ways of lead and leading in your own way. And um, so, yeah, I learned a ton going through that uh, institute. And um, hopefully I can carry that onto the field. Does leadership come naturally for you or is that something you got to kind of pull out of yourself? I think it does come naturally, but uh, it comes naturally in a different way. Everybody leads in different ways. And I'll probably not more of a vocal leader. I'm more of a uh, lead by example, but when something needs to be said, I can say it. How tough was that? Having that shoulder injury, you're playing so well, and then all of a sudden you can play the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, uh, it was tough. Um, I think I heard it in the first drive of uh, the third quarter. Um, so right when we came out, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty tough to play through it. But I'm, I'm glad I was able to stay out there and, and play through it. So. What's the energy like here this spring compared to last year after all the success it has? Uh, I think it's crazy because I think we have more energy this year. Um, coming off a great season like last year, like I said earlier, everything's kind of put in the past and you can't really think about that anymore. But I think having the success that we did last year um, makes us want to have even more success this year. So guys are working even more harder this, this off season and right now during the spring. Like, oh. was it your throwing shoulder or was it the other one? Or? It was my throwing, throwing shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. Okay. That's, as you look at the competition between you and Gary, last year it was a lot of, like, unknowns. Y'all hadn't played a bunch of snaps. This year, how is the competition maybe different between y'all after having that experience than it was this time last year? Um, yeah, I guess obviously I got some snaps under my belt, so that helps. Um, and Gary obviously had most of the season, so that helps for him too. Um, like I said, I mean, we start from ground one and or ground zero and, and see what happens from here. Thank you, Blake. Appreciate it. See you all. There he is.
Yeah, good to good to hear from uh, Blake Shapin. And uh, I don't know if that's totally true that they start from zero. I think that he's suggesting that they are even. And and I think what the coach said the other day, what Coach Aranda said, indicates that Gary will start with a bit of a head start, uh, with a bit of a lead, and uh, which is which is totally appropriate and fine. But Shapin is not someone who's going to be bothered by that. And uh, there's a reason last spring, that, and there's a reason since Shapin has been on campus that he has not uh, been able to go play baseball. Uh, they could d- definitely use him, and he would have vied for uh, one of those uh, middle infield spots. He's that good. Uh, he's uh, tremendous, although Baylor does have, uh, with Trey Richardson uh, and others, they have some some pretty good guys. Pineda, they have some really good guys up the middle. But this is a uh, tremendous competitor, and they do it in a different way. Gary is more, you can just tell, a little bit more laid back, always smiling. Uh, his leadership style is a little more of a laid back one. Shapin is pretty serious. Shapin, the way he talks and sounds, reminds me a little bit more of Brewer, how he used to be. And so good leaders, but, uh, but again, they come at it from a different standpoint. Kyron Drones, how does he lead? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out more from him as it unfolds. I'll just tell you, he looks imposing. I just saw some shots of him uh, on social media, and, and you, you see him, and you're like, whoa. I mean, that is, he and Gary are both like that. They just are physically imposing-looking quarterbacks. All right, Matt Mosley, show ESPN Central Texas. The dismount is next. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel & Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at Pioneer Boys.com. Keep up with Baylor Softball on ESPN Central Texas. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. 
Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. NeighborWorks Waco wants to be your trusted source on your journey to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco has helped thousands of home buyers in the Waco area purchase a home, and they can assist you as well. Not enough money for a down payment or your credit needs improving in order to get the best loan? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that will open the door to home ownership for you. you call 254-752-1647 or come by their offices at 922 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Two more number ones exit the NCAA tournament. Arkansas knocks out Gonzaga 74-68 and Houston beat Arizona 72-60. Duke also advances, beating Texas Tech 78-73, and Villanova beat Michigan last night. Week 16 continues tonight, St. Peter's versus Purdue, Providence versus Kansas, North Carolina, and UCLA, and ending tonight with Iowa State versus Miami. Baylor softball opens Big 12 play this weekend with number one Oklahoma tonight at 6.30 on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball also in action in Oklahoma facing the Sooners in a three-game series. First pitch tonight at 6.30, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Hope everyone uh, is uh, going to have a great weekend. The weather's going to be nice. Get out there. I played some tennis earlier today. Aaron, it, it was uh, too much tennis, okay? There's too much of a good thing. And, and today, that was the case. And I'm looking for a place to just go soak. I uh, would like to get in a, in a uh, uh, spa or hot tub or something and, and see if I could... Uh, See if I could, you know, feel just a little bit better. Uh, I thought this was interesting. As we say good night tonight, the best NFL free agents still available out there. Aaron, who would you guess? Think about all the people who are still out there on the open market now. If you had to guess, like, who was the best still out there, who, who comes to mind? Is there anybody that jumps into your head when I say um, of all the free agents that are still out there. Oh, who comes to mind? Pretty slim pickings, but uh, 
Uh, Odell Beckham. All right, that's good. He was on NFL's uh, on the free agent list from uh, NFL.com. He was number 11 on the list, <laughs> so you almost got it. The best one they have as far as where he was ranked is uh, the Honey Badger. Teron Matthew uh, is, uh, is the top free agent still available. Uh, the uh, uh, Stephen Gilmore is still out there. Of course, the... Uh, uh, you know, he's been a longtime cornerback. Dwayne Brown, offensive tackle. Did Bobby Wagner, I thought they still listing him. Did he decide? 30 seconds. Late? I thought Bobby Wagner made a decision, Aaron. Did he uh, Did he not? Uh, I thought we saw that he's Wagner still looking. was. Okay. All right. Still out there looking. And don't forget, Rob Gronkowski. Will Tom Terrific be able to bring him back, Tom Brady? Everybody have a tremendous weekend. And we will look forward to seeing you on Monday. Watch basketball, enjoy it, and then we'll react to it on Monday. Good night, everybody.